Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about anger, what it is, and based on what it is, how exactly to talk through of it, talk through talk through it so you can become more and more aware of it so you can use it in a healthy way in your life. Not deny anger, anger is healthy, we need it. It the matter but the question is how do you use it in a productive way? I'll show you how to talk through it so you can do that and then I'll go through an example of talking through it, uh, you know, just to make it as concrete as possible regarding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, because that'll be good for search results. <laughs> so first, to anger, what is it? It is uh, a physiological response in your body. Call those emotions, feelings, that lets you know what. There's two causes to anger. The first is a need, I'll say unmet need. I mean, obviously it's gonna be unmet. There's a need out there, a want. What's the difference between a need and a want? Not gonna go into that now. Uh, get my book for further explication on that. But there's an unmet need out there or a want either way that uh, that has gone on. Yeah, it's gone unmet, so now you get angry. It, angry uh, anger is you know physiologically very important for you. It's it's adrenaline. It's dopamine. It's what we try to uh, mimic with like energy drinks, modafinil, other kinds of stimulants, amphetamines. People rely on these typically, and by typically I mean all the time, when they have an unhealthy relationship with their anger, they have a difficult time feeling it and expressing it in a healthy way. So you need, you know, rock star energy drink to people still drink that to, to give their body that feeling of anger. Another way of saying unmet need is there is an injustice in justice that needs to be rectified. So this comes into your boundary here, which will depict as a dotted line. You know, there, there are some defined parts of your boundary, some undefined, some gaps in the boundary. You know, the boundary is just uh, unconscious issues that you have made conscious. That, that's what your boundary is. And we're gonna make it, you know, more solidified by going through anger and how to talk through it. Okay, so once anger is in your boundary, there's three things that you can do with it. The first thing is to avoid it, and this becomes sadness. You're sad. You're sad for long enough, and it begins to change your body physiologically, and then you, you get depression. And you may need some drugs to help you out with that. Not necessarily. Anger stored up is sadness. Sadness is anger uh, stored up. It's not very useful, right? So how do we be, become aware of the anger again? Is Yeah, well, we become aware of it. You know, we meditate, we journal, we look at what our needs are, what injustices are out there. You know, you make a list of what you want in your life. When you're sad, you get really concrete and specific with it. Maybe it's not what you want, but at least what you think you want at the time, and you will begin to get more angry, which is good, it's healthy, we wanna get there, but there's one thing, oh yeah, there's a line of consciousness and unconsciousness here. Again, it's not quite that definite, but, but we're back up here at anger, there's still something that you can do that's unhealthy with anger before we can do something constructive with it. You don't have to do the unhealthy thing, but just to go through it all. So the second thing you can do with anger is you can um, dump it onto other people. I call this Hostility. Uh, this is when you dump anger on somebody else. You know, common 
common examples of this would be like a temper tantrum. Ever ever see somebody throw a temper, like an adult throw a temper tantrum and, and other people who are equally as bad at managing their anger are around them trying to help them. Uh, so that can happen. Also, you know, jealousy, that's anger about the future. Oh, somebody may have something that I cannot get. That is an anger issue directed towards the future. Anger issue directed towards the past is, is sadness. Um, and like, you know, revenge. You, you know, you have this anger and you feel it, which is good. I mean, that's a step in the right direction, but you're just dumping it into somebody else. You're like, hey, you deal with this. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. I'm going to get jealous and lash out. And what's the way out of hostility is responsibility. I'll just put it there. You take responsibility for your hostility. You see how it is your issue. Not the situation out here, necessarily. This could be your issue too. But before we do that, before you do the Jocko Willing thing and take full ownership of everything in your life, you need to get really honest about how your emotions in your life, especially... You know, your emotional issues, your unconscious emotional baggage. I'm just saying the same thing in a couple of different ways. How that is your responsibility. We'll go through it in the example to, to clarify that. But, you know, just to go over it for now. And then once you're back up here in anger, now you can do something healthy with it. You can assert it. You can assert it. And then you can, every time you do that, do you get compassion? Compassion is a barometric reading of I am he as you are he as you are me and we are all together. Right? That's what compassion is. Now what people try to do is they go from, you know, they're feeling sad or hostile and, and they want to, that's a weird word to say, hostile, hostile. And then you want to feel compassion. So what, what do you do? What's the popular thing is you make a gratitude list and you're down here and you're pretending like you're up here, but you're not up here because you haven't done the work. You haven't taken responsibility for your anger, right? So you're, you're going to make yourself feel good in the moment, but it's not going to last. You're just giving yourself a, a good positive mood with your gratitude list. It's really not improving your psychology. In, in any extent. So yeah, assertiveness is, you know, you just take your anger and you put it out in the, the environment, you put it outside of you. Usually you communicate it with somebody and say, well, how do, how do we work on this? And part of that is, okay, so what, what are your needs? Okay, let's negotiate here. Let's figure out how to get both of our needs met. That is assertiveness. That is, and with that, every time you get compassion, you know, this sense that I live in a world where I can get my needs met and you can get your needs met and we can be, you know, brothers and have, you know, a goodwill between each other. So that's anger. And this shows you exactly how to talk through it. The first thing you do to talk through your anger in a healthy way is to talk about the situation. The second thing is the emotion. Don't just say anger. What's the exact emotion? And then what is that emotion mean this is where you bring up unconscious content then how am i responsible for this emotion that's the fourth step and then the fifth step here is you know what, what could i potentially do not not me necessarily but what could somebody in my situation do to manage to assert to place this anger out in the world in a healthy way you know given whatever the social context is, political context, whatever. 
So I'm going to talk through this because I had an angry response to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that happened recently. Not so much about the conflict, but about people's reactions to it. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm no Trump guy, but I am a big America first guy. So it, it bothers me. It annoys me. There, that, that's my annoyance. I, I get annoyed when I see, not other people around the world, I don't care. I, I get annoyed when I see Americans get pulled back into this Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Which, there's no resolution because it's just tribal and it's about who can be the bigger victim. There's no resolution to this. So I get annoyed. So it's not the Israeli-Palestinian conflict so much as that I see my fellow Americans get pulled back into it. And if this isn't, look, I have a view on which side of that conflict I think is more, uh, more in the right. Not in the right, but I think maybe more in the right, you could say. But that's not what I'm annoyed by. I'm annoyed by, like, what are you doing? Okay, so that's the situation. That's my feeling about it. Is it right? Is it wrong? It doesn't matter. We're not, this is outside the confines of morality at this point. This is just psychology. This is me managing my anger, my emotional issues about not what's going on, but people's response to what's going on. So why does it bother me? Now we're here to step three. Uh, that's, that's how you get to why. Or, excuse me, that's how you get to a good meaning. Or a good shortcut is to just ask yourself why. I like to go three times, maybe a little bit more. Well, well, so it bothers me because tribalism bothers me. Why does tribalism bother me? Well, because it means you're less conscious. Why does it bother me if you are less conscious? Well, it just means we're not going to... Like, there's just less of a chance of us being friends. I mean, I see America as... Like, we're supposed to put the tribal conflicts... Everybody... Every tribe has their own conflict. And coming to America, for me, means you put the tribal conflict behind you. It's not going to serve you here. Um, yeah. And so it bothers me. It, I get annoyed when I see you getting pulled back into it because I think, well, now we're not going to be able to get along. Now we're not going to be friends. Um, but what does that mean? You know, why do I feel that? Well... Behind that must be the belief that if you're not fully conscious, this is me talking to myself, if you, Mark, are not fully conscious, then, um, or, or if you out there are not fully conscious, then I can't, then that affects me in some way. That negatively affects me in some way. And I guess, so why would I think that? Is because belief beneath that is if you're not fully conscious, that negatively affects me. Which... I mean, I guess it's kind of true, but so what? Right, and I think when, when you do the meaning, well, you can tell I've done this a lot because the meaning now bleeds kind of into the responsibility. I mean, so what's what's my responsibility in that? Is, uh, well, first of all, I mean, you know, that shows the, that's an unhealthy need for people to have a certain consciousness in order for me to be happy. Because now my need is somebody else's consciousness being a certain way. So that, that would be, you know, as we talk through this. Now, now, look, and here's why this is important. Because I could look out here and say, oh, look, I'm annoyed by those people out there. And I immediately go, oh, well, that's not right to be annoyed by that. You're wrong to be annoyed by other people's reactions to something. That's true, but that's not going to, to help. That's really not going to help me be, become aware of and process my anger so I can use it in a healthy way. 
right? I need to go through it. I've done this thousands of times. I still need to go through it. Because uh, I, I really got to see, you know, I, I can't just say what I know is right. It's like looking at the answer in the back of the book when you're doing your chemistry homework. You can't just look at the answer. You got to work through it yourself to really see and really become um, articulate, really be able to articulate your anger. Um, so, yeah, this is going to bleed into responsibility. And, you know, shortcut for responsibility is. Uh, BCR, what's the BCR test? Benefit. How do I benefit from this anger? Well, the first thing is I get to feel self-righteous, which I enjoy feeling. I mean, it's a great drug, you know, just to go around and criticize others and have arguments in your head and tell yourself how you're more right than other people. You know, even if you, you are right. And by the way, I do think I'm right about this, but that's immaterial at this point. Uh, the point is I'm feeling self-righteous and I, you know, that's a familiar feeling for me. I get a lot of benefit from that. Um, it makes me feel important. It makes me feel like I'm smarter than everybody, even if I am smarter than everybody. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not. Um, and then the, the, the C is, what's my contribution? Okay, so I clearly don't have much control over how people react to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in America. But um, what other points of annoyance in my life is contributing to my being annoyed by people having, you know, getting sucked back into this tribal drama uh, that there's no resolution to, besides individualism, which is what I'm explicating here, of course. Uh, well, what am I annoyed by? Um, you know, just off the top of my head, I'm, I'm annoyed by my dog. Not my dog so much, but she needs a haircut. And the guy who cuts your hair is really up his own ass. And he, like, just in subtle ways tells me, like, how to treat my dog and how to raise her. So, like, last time he said that her collar was on too tight. It wasn't. You could easily put four fingers between her neck and the collar. It's not on too tight. And then he loosened it himself. And he's, like, telling me how to raise uh, my dog. And so I could say something to that guy. Just be like, what are you doing? You know, just mind your own business. I know you think you're helping, but you're kind of being a jackass. And he was a jackass to me on the phone, and it was just in a very subtle way. So I could say something to that guy. Just be like, hey, just, just stop with the uh, preaching and the pontificating here. Just cut my dog's hair. It's fine. I'm taking good care of her. So that's an annoyance. Like, there, there's something in my life who I can talk with directly, right? Um... And something else that bothered me is I was walking around the neighborhood and somebody left like a really passive aggressive note on somebody else's car. Like I guess they weren't parked well. And just like like we live in a nice neighborhood in here and it's safe and the school's good and everything, but I'm a little bit dissatisfied. I'm a little bit annoyed with parts of the neighborhood. And that's one of them. So what I could be working on, right, is I could be working on communicating with the guy who cuts my dog's hair. I could be working to get me and my family in a better neighborhood, plus we don't have much of a yard, and I, I'd like to have a yard as my kids grow up. Um, still, you know, we live somewhat close to the ocean, and so I, I would like a yard, but still live somewhat close to the ocean. So that's like something for me to work on, right? And that's all me. And if, if I had those things in my life, just imagine, if I had those things in my life, how much would, would I be annoyed by people 
getting sucked back into the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yeah, I, I mean, as I'm talking through this, I can begin to see that, huh, maybe it's not so much about the people who get sucked back into this conflict. Maybe it's about me and, you know, palpable, sensuous, emotional issues that are right there in my environment. You know, I mean, people who get sucked back into the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, I mean, that's just vague. I mean, it's just this vague group of people who I have very little interaction with as a whole. I mean, I think I have interaction with some in my daily life, and I can talk with them, but that's not going to help that much. And I do. Um, and then, okay, so that's contribution. Sorry, I kind of got sidetracked there. But yeah, you know, it really just helps to talk through this and think through it. I mean, you can see how I'm, I feel my bond, my boundary. It's like a sobering feeling. I just feel my boundary solidify as I talk through this. And then R is relate, not responsibility. It's how do I relate with the people? I mean, in any conflict, a good way to take responsibility is say, how do I relate with that person? And, you know, it kind of hits you in the face as you talk through everything else here and yeah, there are these Israelis and Palestinians living in America who get sucked back into the conflict, but who else is getting sucked back into it, right? It's me by proxy. Now, this isn't moral equivalency. I'm not saying, oh, I'm just as bad as they are. It's not that. Now, I could be just as bad as they are. I don't think I am in this situation. I mean, you'd be the judge of that. But I'm doing the same thing. Right? I'm getting sucked back into the conflict by criticizing them and, and feeling self-righteous and saying, oh, you know, well, why, can't, why can't you just put the tribal conflicts of your past in the past? Let the dead bury the dead. Why can't you do that? Because well, I'm not doing that. Right? By, by getting sucked back in and complaining and feeling self-righteous about it. So now I can see how all this baggage, this, this anger issue baggage, right? Anger good, anger issue unhelpful. So now I'm back up at my level of annoyance and say, okay, well, what can I do to, to uh, assert this issue, to take the anger that I still have and put it out in the world? I mean, like I said, I mean, I could uh, let the guy who cuts my dog's hair know that he's annoying um, and to mind his, mind his own business, um, you know, constantly work in the background to get my family a, a better yard that'll help a lot and you know just to continue what I you know just express my opinion about what, what I think you know just what I honestly think about Israelis and Palestinians or people who have a strong view on it living in America getting sucked back into it just you know let them know that I, I think it's incorrect to do that and express what I think my, my views on what America is or what it quote should be and if people disagree, that's fine. We can hash it out. But that, those are clear ways that I, that I know I am able to manage this issue. And, you know, I just get a, I mean, I, maybe you don't feel the shit, but I definitely get more of a sobering, uh, I have more of like a sobering view of it now, even as I'm, you know, talking through that. And I, you know, I went through notes yesterday. What's interesting is I went through notes yesterday. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to say here? But I, I didn't talk it out. Now that I'm talking, it, it's just different talking it out. You know, it, it just really helps you, me, everybody just connect and put the pieces together. So look, that's anger. That's how you talk through it. There's an example for you. Um, 
And if you have any questions, you know, or if you want help with this, if you want to find out more about what I do, joinanimus.com slash schedule. We do free consultations. I just want to hear from you, you know, uh, see what's going on. And I guess that's it. Thank you guys. And I wish you all the pain and joy that comes from approaching your anger for exactly what it is.